0: Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm back with a solo intro. I'm Chrissy Grody, your host of What The Fit podcast. This is the intro portion of the podcast where I run through the same three questions every single episode. Typically, I have a guest co-host with me and bring back past guests. Just for a chance for us to reconnect, see what they've been up to, and we talk about a favorite workout of the week, a fitness, wellness thing, trend people want to discuss, complain about. It's like totally open-ended. I wish I had just a better name for it, but honestly, it's just like the thing that you want to talk about. And then a wild card, which is always fun. Quick little thing. So I had really positive feedback going on about the last time I did a solo intro. So I'm going to implement a solo intro once a month until someone tells me to stop so i'm going to start out and it's still weird i have to say <laughs> but i think i'm i'm feeling a little a little bit better about it this time around because i know that you guys liked it keep sending your feedback favorite workout okay i'm really sorry once again i'm not sorry at all once again my favorite workout was hi-fi yoga and i'm honest With my favorite workouts. So if it feels like I'm constantly talking about Tommy's class and that yoga studio, it's because it's that good. So I left my house at 4 p.m. on a Friday to get to Mason for his five o'clock happy hour class. So for those of you who aren't in Cincinnati or familiar with Cincinnati, and I know that you guys are out there because there are people listening in El Salvador and Australia. I don't know who you guys are. But I'm super appreciative of you. (laughs) Unless it's like a bot or something, then that might happen. So Mason to Cincinnati to Mason, downtown Cincinnati where I live to Mason, no traffic is like 25-ish minutes. So you can imagine a Friday at fucking rush hour. It takes some some time. But I made it up there because Tommy promised he was going to play the new Tame Impala album for his class. And he did. It's fantastic. So when I got there, he told me, because you're here, we're going to do the hip opener. So he teased a hip opener flow on the episode that he guest co-hosted with Stephanie of Core Strong. So go back and listen to that if you're at all interested. My hips have never felt so open in my entire life. Everyone in the tri-state area knows how tight my hips are. Every time I get into child's pose, like, usually, no matter what, I feel some sort of discomfort or, st- or like stretching or tightness across my hips. After this flow, I was able to get and like sit into a very deep child's pose and zero discomfort. It was a really, really challenging flow, which is why I love their classes so much. Um, I, I just, what I don't understand is why do they go back to being tight again? like they felt so good. I walked out of there like a brand new person. And then sure enough, you know, the next morning, I woke up to go to a sage yoga. And we're, we're back to being tight. I just don't what why? I wish that I could keep it forever. I want them to stay like that. But at least I had that sensation for a couple of hours. Okay, thing I want to talk about. Um, oh i got questions from the listeners i put up questions some submitted after i'd already done my notes so if i didn't get to your question i'm i will get to it next month all right here we go are you over otf yet this is a fair question i've been doing orange theory consistently since December of 2015 that is a really long time and i think it's a true testament to the workout it's always challenging it's always different. It's always motivating. I still think that the tread workout, the treadmill portion when you're running on the treadmill for short periods of time, you know, like a one minute, two minute, three minutes at a really high intensity, that is still one of the most challenging things I do in terms of a workout. Like I am totally pushing myself way outside my comfort zone to my limit. And I wouldn't do that on my own. Same with the rower. I think rowing is one of the most difficult exercises, I would not push myself, I would not fucking probably do it at all. If I didn't have that, that someone forcing me to do it in an orange theory class. So, you know, with all that being said, I used to go three, sometimes, you know, in the beginning, maybe four times a week, it's a lot. I'm now probably on average about about once a week. And I wouldn't say it's that I'm that I'm over it. I just have other things that I really enjoy doing right now. I still love the workouts for the challenge. I you know, I don't want to I don't want to f- totally give them up, but, but I do think I appreciate them even more since I've stepped back and you know, I kind of just like sprinkle them in throughout the month. But I I really just like to keep them in there cuz it's like it keeps me, you know, going hard when I need to go hard. But I, you know, this person who asked, maybe it sounds like they're over it. So if, if you want to get back to it, it's something that you're looking for, you know, maybe try stepping away for a little bit and you might find that you miss it. You might just be getting burned out of that one type of workout. Okay. What have you done when you're in a fitness funk? Well, I just got out of one of these. So this is a great time to talk about it. Um, we're also going to talk about this in, uh, with the guest coming up. Back in December, I was super burnout out from work stress, from... You know overtraining likely I had totally lost my spark of joy with workouts and I was pretty much forced to scale back because I had a muscle spasm so I can't even say that it was totally on my own but I'm really grateful that I took that I was forced to take that time away because it was exactly exactly what I needed Um, you know you're you're having a funk for a reason and I think you really need to pay attention when it is a funk, you know, ask yourself what's going on. It's trying to tell you something. So do some reflection. Is it, you know, maybe a funk that you're just not enjoying that type of movement? Or is it a funk that it's just too much volume altogether? I mean, a, f- a funk, the very word, right, it implies a temporary state. So I know when I was in my funk, I immediately went to that mental place of like, well, what if I'm never going to get back to where I was? Or, you know, what if I'm going to lose all the fitness that I worked really hard for? But it's just temporary, you know, and now I'm in a place where I'm looking forward to my workouts. I'm, I'm not, I'm just like really taking care of my body, I think. And and I almost want to automatically go back to like, but I'm not doing enough, but it feels so fucking good that I can't because I've really kind of gotten, gotten, trying to get past that where i'm like oh my god i'm not sore all the time i'm not you know dreading my drive to my workout because i don't want to do it my body's not like cr- cr- ach- achy and cranky and when i'm doing my workouts i feel super strong and rested for them which is just so much more motivating and fun so i would just say you know if you're in a funk remind yourself that it's temporary Take some time away. Find something else to put your time into. Like for me, unfortunately, I had to put my time into work. But, you know, maybe immerse yourself in a show. It's it's winter. Like take some time to, to hang out. It's going to be summer soon. We're going to be busy. We're going to be running everywhere. Book a friend. Oh, this is a really good idea. You could organize some shit that needs organized. I need to organize my pantry and I need to organize my clothes drawers. Oh, like every time I open them, it's just... Tr- it's just like a, it's just so bizarre because I'm like, I'm over here. I'm like, I'm a control freak. I'm a, t-. if you looked inside my drawers, you'd be like, who is this maniac? Cause it's just bunched up. I need to do that. Okay. Well, what are your go-to after workout beauty products? Do you wash your hair? Dry shampoo? Okay. This is the time for me to tell you guys that I'm like a super garbage human being actually. <laughs> I mean not really, but I I don't shower often and that's just the honest to God truth. And you may not believe me, but you can ask you can ask around to people. I don't really have a smell and my hair doesn't get greasy like ever. Like I would probably have to go like maybe like eight or nine days without, I don't, I don't go eight or nine days, relax, but it's, um, I don't really have to shower so often. So I don't, I'm just being honest with you. So I pretty much bare minimum shower. I don't own dry shampoo. Um, I wear a lot of hats. So I recommend that, you know, if you need some really cute beanies or ball caps, I have some What The Fit merch that I can sell to you. Let me know. Uh, I, if, if I feel like maybe I'm a little got a little bit of stinkiness or something I have I use Tom's natural deodorant but that's probably like I don't know once a week I know people are weird about like especially women like you we don't want to smell I get it or we don't want to maybe like look like we just worked out but I'm also like hey I just worked out this is what I look like when I get done working out so this is you get what you get I'm sorry, I'm not very helpful. If anyone else has any good um, after-workout beauty products that they like, I mean, you guys, I don't even wash my face, to be honest. <laughs> I will try to change out of my sweaty clothes most of the time. I know I'm disgusting. Okay, partner yoga. Thank you, Ryan, for this prompt. So for our Valentine's Day date, uh, my husband Ryan and I went to Hi-Fi's partner yoga and massage class. So this was really great. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we, we can go to dinner when we want to go to dinner and who really wants to go to like a crowded restaurant on Valentine's Day anyways. So I saw them post about this and I was like, okay, this is going to be our date. This is going to be really fun. So it was two hours and it was you kind of like Thai yoga massage. We practiced Thai yoga massage and some manual massage and then did some really fun uh, partner yoga poses. So we did the one where someone's a base you lay on your back and then you have the base has their legs in their air and the hands in the air and the person's like planking over top of them and I held up Ryan but kind of duh he was better as the base and when he held up me because he's stronger but you really it should technically I think be anyone can do it like you're just distributing the weight he was just better at it it was fun though we're gonna do some acrobatic yoga next I think but what was really the, I think the best part of it, and when I think back on it, what I am really holding on to is that at the very beginning, they had to sit, you know, an easy seat facing each other, and we like held on to each other's forearms, and we just like looked at each other's face. You know, it's quiet, and they're the instructors are kind of leading you through. I, you know, I wouldn't call it a, I don't know, maybe a meditation, but it was like look at your partner. Like this is another soul looking back at you and like feel the gratitude and appreciation for your partnership and I think it's easy to get lost in like you know we live we live together we're rushing around we're screaming out grocery lists I'm telling him to pick this up he's you know it's our morning routines we're on a way and it just you can just get into this like I don't know kind of flow of like your life and you're just you know you're passing with each other and and I think we're a really close intimate couple and we have great conversations, but it's like when was the last time that you sat in silence and just looked across at your partner and like looked into their eyes and like saw their face. So that was really powerful. And it was really cool. Um, I totally recommend it. if they do that any other time, or if you see it any, any other places to do it with a significant other, it was really nice. It was a really nice little change from the usual. Um, okay. This person wrote in, and they just wrote the word weed. So I love this topic. I'm very happy that they asked. Uh, It's pretty open-ended, so I'm going to take the liberty to talk about how I feel about weed. I love weed. I know not everyone has this experience, and that's totally cool. I would never tell people they should do it for the sake of doing it. For me, my body chemistry, I really feel like... Weed is like medicine. It helps me feel deep gratitude and appreciation. It helps with my creativity and introspection. I'm really productive. You know, I love to clean my house when I smoke weed. I love to smoke and do yoga. I feel like I can really feel my body and get deeper into stretching. I love to smoke and go for walks. I love to do my makeup and smoke. I love to smoke and watch tv I love to smoke and talk I really don't know what to say I fucking love to smoke weed I really do um I, I you know I I will I don't know if I don't know if do kids listen to this I don't know what to say to kids I really don't know um talk to your parents about weed I know if any law enforcement officers are listening I only love to do all of the smoking when I'm in a state where it's legal um But really, it's a big part of my life. (laughs) I get a huge benefit from it. Um, If you don't like to smoke, that's totally cool. It's not for everyone. If you're looking for, if you don't smoke and you maybe want to get into smoking, you don't know where to start, and you've you know heard some of the benefits, um, you know, reach out. Now I'm open to being a weed sherpa. If anyone's looking for that, if you just want to come over and smoke some weed i shouldn't probably open up my house to that i guess i don't know just dm me we can talk uh okay one last thing too my favorite way to smoke weed is a joint okay um someone said everywhere you shop your style and then greater than sign (laughs) i love using the greater than sign okay first thank you if there's one thing i love as much as fitness it's clothes and dressing myself i have always been this way So I went to a Catholic school growing up. And so we had to be in uniforms. But whenever we went on field trips, we would get to dress down or, you know, dress casual, whatever. And I would spend, from the the moment I heard about the field trip up until the time that it was the field trip, I would spend planning my outfit. I would make, you know, my grandma take me to stores. And I just loved, loved putting together outfits. Um, I do most of my shopping online now because because malls are actual hell and I feel like everything looks exactly the same. So Revolve is is my go-to online. They have like a million designers, a lot of different price points. They're super friendly when it comes to like shipping and returns. Their returns are so, so, so easy. They give you the return label in there. You just slap it on. Um, I, I will often order like a couple different sizes of the same product so I can try it on and then it's so easy to send it back that it's just not a not a thing. Uh, LPA is a brand out of LA that I really love. I do a lot of online shopping there. I love Zara except I cannot order online there because their sizes are bogus. I have like I, every size from an extra small to a large. There's zero consistency. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. So I usually go to Zara when I'm traveling um, I know we I just found this out that we there's one in I didn't just find this out that's a lie there's one in uh, Easton and I guess there's one in Beechwood, in Cleveland and Columbus but I haven't been to either of those um, yeah when I travel I like to pop into just random places uh, around Cincinnati I've had some some really good finds at a boutique called the most beautiful things in the world which is an OTR and the native one uh, what else I don't know. I love, yeah, I just really love it. So if you're looking for any help with styling, please DM. Okay, this is my new business. I'm going to help people smoke weed and I'm going to help dress them. So I'm just waiting for an excuse to launch this new personal business that I have. I got to think of a name. What am I going to call it? Like, like weeds and wearables. Oh, it's- so terrible. Okay. Well, we'll think about that. Okay. Spring. I just keep saying okay. I don't know why. It's hard when you're not talking to anyone. Spring goals. I'm really happy that you're making me think about this. I'm kind of in the middle of of something right now that I'm keeping quiet. When the time is right, I will absolutely talk about it. Uh, it will make more sense. But I... In that kind of same vein, I think this spring I want to do a month of being vegan, see what that's like. I want to do some kind of digital detox. So I got to define what that looks like. Maybe it just needs to be like I'm off Instagram for five days. That seems like a lot of time. probably exactly what I need if you have any ideas about digital detoxes or if you've done one uh, I'm very very interested to hear so share your ideas and what are some other people's spring goals I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to oh god just the weather breaking I was thinking today I was driving over here and I was remembering that you know I'll get done recording probably around you know close to 8 15, 8 30. In the summer, like, I could go outside for a walk still. Guys, everything's temporary. It will come around. I will be able to do that again. We will be able to see the sun again. Okay, this is a really good one. Someone asked me to tell everyone what a sporty is. So a sporty, friends, is an alcoholic beverage that I enjoyed during my college days. They're best enjoyed on a front porch, wearing a jersey of some kind, preferably sleeveless, and that you're being, you know, a degenerate with your friends. Here's the recipe. You take a 40, like for example, a Colt 45. You drink it down to where the label on the bottle starts. Then you pour a Sparks. Now Sparks may or may not be discontinued at this point. Hopefully they are. But Sparks was like a fruity carbonated beverage that had caffeine and alcohol. So this is this is before four loco. It's not a four loco. It's not as sweet as a four loco. Four loco is like, you know, like liquid highlighter feeling and color. Sparks was a little bit more tame. So pour that in. As a result, you have this like kind of sweetened malt liquor thing. Called a sporty, a sparks and a 40. Truly, I think that my friends and I were ahead of our time with this beverage. I absolutely do not recommend that you try this. It's disgusting. All right, wild card. I said all right instead of okay. Would you rather have your thoughts broadcasted so that everyone will always, always know what you're thinking while you're thinking it, or never be allowed to wear clothes? <laughs> But keep your thoughts to yourself. I was really struggling last night, late night, writing these these show notes. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to use for a wild card? And it was just like over and over and mulling it and mulling it. I'm like, I got to get over this fucking wild card. So I found this. I'm like, this sounds terrible. Both situations. I would pick never be allowed to wear clothes. There's no way that I want everyone to know what I'm thinking at all times. Okay. One. Fuck, I said it again. <laughs> Okay, this is a a reminder to sign up for our What the Fit and Lions Pride Wellness workout Saturday, March 14th. It's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be really challenging. Coach Rob is super knowledgeable. MMA, boxing, kicking, striking, grappling, self-defense. You do not need any prior experience at all. Everyone's going to be coming in this together. It's going to be, you know, all What The Fit listeners. It'll be a chance for us to get together, meet, do this really fun workout. And if you have been, you know, looking for something to kind of push you outside, well, this is, this is the time to do it. Sure, you might feel weird at first. We're all going to feel weird. It's just a good chance to get out of your comfort zone. Get a sweat in. See Lions Pride Wellness Center, which is a really cool facility. It's over like towards the West End. Buy downtown, hang out with David, hang out with me, be a blast. So uh, link in my bio to sign up, 10 a.m., Saturday, March 14th, use code WHATTHEFIT, all spelled out for $15 for the class. First three people to sign up, get a free WHATTHEFIT hat. I don't know at this point now that I'm saying that if three people have already signed up, but just let it motivate you. Okay, we've got an amazing, amazing episode coming up with Evie of Holistically Restored. She's coming back for part two. She was already on in December. If you haven't listened to her first episode, I do recommend going back and listening to that first. So you can know, pause it here, go back, listen, pick it up. Um, you don't need to have listened to the first one. We, we give a little recap, but we talk about a lot of the things we didn't get to talk about the first time around. She's super knowledgeable, wealth of information. Um, she's helping me with some, some of my own coaching. So we get through that. That's great. Thanks a lot for listening. I hope you guys enjoy. My guest today is a certified integrative health coach whose entire life has been transformed through a holistic approach to health. Through her own journey of living with autoimmune disease, hormone imbalances, and gut dysfunction, she wants to help you become the expert of your health. From safer beauty products, birth control, and red light therapy, we didn't have enough time during her last episode, so please welcome back for part two, Evie of Holistically Restored. Thank you. Welcome back. Yes, thank you for having me again. You are back. You are ready to go. You have all your notes. (laughs) Yes, We've got red light therapy Yes, thing. What is that
1: called? A juve. A juve that we didn't get to last yes. time. I brought it so that you could try it out.
0: <laughs> I'm really pumped. Yeah. We had such a great conversation yes. previously. Yeah. So listeners, Evie was on um, back in December, she mm-hmm. has been up to a lot since we last met. So go back and listen. We didn't get to cover all the topics. So I wanted her to come back on spread her knowledge her wealth of information she's got enough notes here for a college lecture hall <laughs> i love it so much when people come prepared and yes. and ready to go so what have you been up to since we last talked
1: uh well first thank you for having me back yeah Seriously, i appreciate that no was, i'm so happy that, awesome that you, that you to want to come back come back i feel really honored that you did that and i it was really nice to be here in the first place so yeah. i'm really glad to be back good um but since then so it's been a I was like, wow, I was there in December and it seems like it was so long ago because so many things have happened. I know. We probably recorded
0: early December, right?
1: I think the episode came out December 13th. Yeah. Okay. Um, So yeah, it was probably the week before that we recorded.
0: Yeah. And it was interesting for me. I just listened back
1: yesterday. Yeah.
0: Just to kind of be like, okay, what didn't we get to? Where were we? Yeah. And it was really interesting for me to hear where I was mentally at that time. I was going through like some heavy burnout shit. And so I'm like, okay, like I got, I'm in a better place now, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, it's nice to look yeah. back and see where I was, what I was going through and like hear it in my voice yeah. and then to know where I am now. And I'm like, you will get, you get through this. Yeah.
1: We get through all you, of it. I know. Yeah. Feelings
0: are temporary.
1: Exactly. Everything is temporary. Yeah. So yeah. Was so a good it's reminder. been crazy, um, but in a good way, like in the best way. Mm-hmm. So Holistically restored has now officially moved into an office space. Which is really cool. Yes. Yes. Which is something that I honestly did not envision for myself. Mm -hmm. So when I sought out to get certified in health coaching, I was really just planning on like doing it out of my home or doing it like on the side or doing something like that. Right. Online. Yeah. yeah. Just something kind of low key, but still enough to make an impact for other people. Mm -hmm. And this opportunity came up really shortly after we spoke, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, kind of went back and forth on it. Is this the right thing for me? Am I ready for this? Do I even know what I'm doing?
0: All probably... No, but (laughs) doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. (laughs) Right, right.
1: Yeah. So, you know, talked with my family, talked with Danny. And I was like, this is the time to take the risk, right? Like, this is the time to do it. So, um, went for it, looked, checked it out, really loved it, had a r- really great idea of what I could do in that space. Mm-hmm. And so we started construction and got that done super quickly. That's which great. P- which is like, yes. you never hear no, construction going no, quickly. No, I, th- I don't, I think the people who were working on it were really great. And I was also there like every day, like, so where are we at? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. So are you ready for me to okay, bring this so part So what's in? next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was on top of it in that regard. And yeah, so it's open. I do have an open house on the 29th. Yep. So the extra day that we get in the year, what a perfect way to celebrate that. Perfect. By coming uh, it's from 12 to three. So I'd love to have people come and meet me and see the space and hear a little bit more about what I do. Um, this space is not just for me to see my clients. This is for the community to use it as well. Yeah, so awesome. there's a lot of space in there. Like for example, we're doing a bachelorette um, yoga morning in the space in April. And so, you know, having people come and do different types of fitness things or different workshops or um, co-working space, things like that. I want it to be available for other people as well. So Mm -hmm. it's not just mine. It's for everybody. Uh, I will be hosting my own workshops there as well. So once I get it, you know, officially open up and running, I'll, you know, move forward with plans on that. But Um, and then I have some other people coming in to do some workshops and different types of events there as well. So I'm really excited for that space to be open for other people. That's great. And where is it located? I'm located in Sims Township. So I'm right by Harper's Point. So there's that big Harper's Point Kroger on Montgomery Road. Yep. Yep. And there's actually, um, a strip mall to the left of the Kroger. Um, there's like a shell station and then there's some other things like, um, There's like a hair salon. There's a Dairy Queen, a Smoothie King. Um, So yeah, perfect. Pick up your treats. Right, exactly. Go see you. Right, exactly. Sounds good. Yeah, Yeah, so it's a really nice location. Easy to get to. There's easy parking. um, And in a really great neighborhood. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah. So do you want to give a a quick little recap of your health journey, Mm -hmm. what your coaching looks like, you know, just like your special specialization, all that jazz?
1: Yeah. So I'll be as brief as I can because I did go into a lot of depth. Yeah. Go back and listen if you haven't, guys. Yeah. Definitely. That gives a a better um, understanding of who I am and where I came from and why I'm here. But um, so I was diagnosed about 10 years ago with Hashimoto's, which is the autoimmune disease that causes hypothyroidism. And I was diagnosed and I was told you have Hashimoto's and you'll be on this medication for the rest of your life. There's not much else you can do for that. Good
0: luck. See you later. Yeah.
1: Basically like your life will be fine, but you'll be on medication the rest of your life. And at the time I had just graduated high school and I... I didn't really know anything about holistic living or integrative nutrition or anything like that. Sure,
0: how would you know? It's not something that's widely publicized, especially around that age.
1: Right, exactly. I had other things in my mind. And so, but I knew that that sounded weird. I was Mm. like, how is there nothing else I could do? That doesn't seem right. Yeah. So anyways, go about my life, taking the medicine, getting my um, blood work done. And my labs always looked fine and decent, but I never felt great, Mm. right? I always felt just kind of like, Eh, I'm okay I guess I, yeah. I'm tired I, I guess I could have more energy or I guess I could you know not have bad skin something like yeah that.
0: there was always something yeah, yeah.
1: but I was like well this is just who I am I have Hashimoto's this is what happens and so things just got progressively worse the older I got and it wasn't until about two years ago when I had had enough like all the gut stuff was happening with me and at that point that was really um a hot topic for me just like in my own life I was seeing other people who had gut issues I was seeing things on social media about gut health and so I was like this is interesting timing because I'm really suffering with this mm-hmm. too um my skin had really gotten bad my I was having panic attacks like every other day at oh that point gosh. like it was bad I don't know if we talked about that yeah I yeah I know but that ties in because I mentioned that I was going to cognitive behavioral therapy which right. I'm still in and yeah we'll get into that yeah we won't but, talk about that um yeah I was like the panic and just I had bouts of depression I don't want to say that I was like depressed for months at a time but I definitely had bouts of it where um things were a lot harder than than they were when I wasn't feeling that way yeah
0: what really like what how did that depression show up for you what were Um, some thoughts that you had
1: for me it was just like disinterest in Mm. everything like I was never the one who like would lay in bed all day like it didn't look like that for me it was just more of like I'm just kind of here existing. Yeah. I have no interest in what anyone's doing. I don't have an interest in being around other people. I don't even really care to listen to music or to watch TV. Oh, yeah. I'm just kind of here. And that's <clears throat> what it looked like for me.
0: I had um, you know, when my after my brother died, clearly there's like a depressed yeah. period of time that you go through. Um, and then it kind of ebbs and flows. But I always had this feeling of i didn't want to be where i was Mm -hmm. but there was nowhere else that i wanted to be either
1: oh okay and so it was
0: just this like this like constant feeling of like uh, almost kind of like hopelessness okay but it really showed up for me of like i I don't want to be where i am like if i was home or whatever i'm like i don't want to be here but then i couldn't think of any other place that Mm -hmm. i would also rather be yeah was interesting yeah yeah it was not pleasant
1: Right. Well, and I think it's nice that you asked how did that show up for you because it is different for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um like I'll sometimes still get like that and it's more of a um I almost just want to like Disappear, but in like not in like a dramatic way, but just kind of like leave sure. quietly, yeah, and just not bother anyone about it, but just kind of go away for a little bit, yeah, and then like come back refreshed. No, I definitely want to do that, but I would want to do it in a dramatic way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the difference between yeah. me and you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm not saying in the moment I don't yeah, want to no, be dramatic, right? but no, I <laughs> overall, it. I'm like. Eh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's, those are kind of things that I was picking up on Mm -hmm. and then at the time it didn't matter because I wasn't trying to get pregnant, but I did, I do know that that infertility is also an issue with people with Hashimoto's, um, because a lot of times hormones get disrupted as well, which ties into PCOS, which I did, I was diagnosed with as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna talk about that too. Yeah. So, um, two years ago, found my own functional nutritionist, opened my eyes up to a world of... Just a different way of living, yeah. right? I, I realized that like oh, so women are supposed to have libidos, and oh, women mm. like don't have to be depressed and anxious all the time, and oh, I I don't need to be bloated after everything that mm. I eat. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, so that's not the way life is meant to oh, be lived. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> There's another side to this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It was just like it opened up my eyes that the way I was living is not the way life was designed to be mm. lived, mm-hmm. and so I really dove in and in the last episode we talked about all these different changes i made and that was really gradual right it wasn't like from day one i switched to non-toxic living and day one i switched to gluten-free it wasn't like that
0: right we talked about kind of leveling up right like, you don't need to go right. from level one to level 10 right take right. steps at a time that feel manageable and digestible to you so that they stick and you right. talked a lot about which i loved um just informed consent
1: yes you know yeah. like
0: let's just be aware yeah and then we could make Our own choices as adults, you know, where we want to pick and choose Mm -hmm. and how we want to level up.
1: Right. And that's my one of my biggest thing is I like to I'm an educator Mm -hmm. and I want people to have informed consent of, okay, your doctor wants you to do this. Well, I want you to be aware of what the implications of this could be or, okay, you want to. Um, eat this certain way or you want to exercise this certain way Well here are some things that could happen based on that. so if you're if you're okay with that then that's fine that's ultimately your choice Absolutely. but I it's my job to at least inform you of what this could lead to right It just it allows you, to be empowered to take ownership yes of your life yes which is truly
0: what i'm all about too yeah and like when i think about in a work situation or a personal situation like the the thing that gets on like grinds my gears the most is just people not taking ownership
1: yes oh complacency drives me nuts
0: or it's just like they that exactly like well it's someone else's problem or it's someone else's responsibility to do this for me like this is your fucking life yeah you, right. you figure out what you need to do and you make the decision. If whatever decision it is that you make, that is you, right? You don't want to level up. You don't, you want to take medicine apps or whatever it is, yeah. but you had to take ownership for it. Someone else can't do it for you.
1: Yeah. And, and even like in my position now as a health coach, there's only so much that I can do, right? Like I can plant the seed and hopefully it blooms and you take advantage of the things that you've learned through with me and you make those changes in your life. But mm-hmm. ultimately it is your decision. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, so opened up a whole new world to me, realized that I wasn't living, I wasn't living my best life. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) sure. (laughs) I was like, this is, something's got to change. So I started making changes and realized, like, I feel better. I'm functioning better. I have more energy. I have a libido now. I am, you know, my skin's better. My stomach issues are much better. Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping better. I'm feeling better after the gym. All these things. And I'm like, I feel like other people need to know about yeah. this. Like It's like the secret that yeah. no one talks about. Yeah.
0: Well, and I don't know um, if you listened to the episode with Stephanie. I did. Okay. Yeah, so yesterday. She, and yeah. it's the similar. So Stephanie Tiemann has Core Strong um, in Northern Kentucky. And it's a similar situation. Just has Hashimoto's yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. I feel like when people kind of get a handle on that and they've known life, really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and hard and a lack of energy and then they see the other side it's like how can any reasonable person be like i need to share this with everyone yes
1: yeah and that's how i felt because
0: it's so impactful and dramatic
1: yeah it is i was it's like i was living in like this parallel universe of okay i'm living with you but you're living in this state that I used to be in. And now it's like, I've stepped over and I'm here looking at you. And I'm like, hey, like, let me help you. Like, right, you don't come, have to be like Come that. to the other side. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> come to the other side. Like you, like, you don't have to be bloated. Come here. Like, you yeah. don't have to like run to the bathroom after each meal. Come mm-hmm. here, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it just kind of grew organically where I started sharing things on my own personal Instagram and Facebook and people started asking questions or, hey, I noticed you mentioned that. I have that as well. What do you do for it? And I realized like, I really love talking about this and educating yeah. people on it. So maybe I could do this more than just like for myself. Right. So I went and got certified at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I did the accelerated six month program. And in that process, I started building up my business. Mm. And um, so officially I was, it was officially started in July. So it hasn't been a year yet, but it's been awesome and amazing. And it's been very, very cool. And humbling to meet the people that I've met through this process. Yeah, um, And just my clients are amazing. And just the transformation that they're going through is really what motivates me to help and continue to do this for other people.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, Abbey, let's dive in. Yes. Okay. So two-year anniversary for you yes. coming off birth control. Yes. So oh, my gosh. Let's talk about your experience with hormonal birth, birth control. Okay. Wh- how you're managing that now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... You know how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, so I was on hormonal birth control, so the pill, for ten years, I believe, and the reason I got on it was not for actual birth control. It was just because I was having really bad, heavy, painful periods. Okay, and so my doctor suggested that we get on the pill to quote unquote fix that. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was like, yeah, for sure, let's do whatever. Anything to to give me relief. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, and when
0: you say bad periods, like mm-hmm. heavy bleeding, cramping, yeah, what heavy that bleeding,
1: looked like? per- um, definitely the heavy bleeding, the cramping, and um ba- like headaches as oh, okay. well. That was a big thing for me. Uh-huh. So, I'm on hormonal birth control, so I'm on the pill, and then in that p- period of time where I told you I was kind of having this awakening of my own, where mm-hmm. I was working with my nutritionist, I was learning more about what medicines do and like what impact they have on your body Mm -hmm. i learned a lot about hormonal birth control and how that actually is a big fancy band-aid for a lot of the issues that i was having Mm -hmm. so hormonal birth control's job is to shut down your hormones i mean it you want your ovulation to shut down to prevent pregnancy that is what the ultimate goal is but in doing that then they they say that your period gets regulated. Well, you actually don't have a real period when you're on the pill. Yep. We talked about it, this. Yeah, this is a pharmaceutical Which was, blew bleed. Blew
0: my mind. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, it's a pharmaceutical bleed, just it's necessary to prevent any breakthrough bleeding. Mm. And so you don't actually ovulate, so you don't actually have a uterine lining that gets shed. So I didn't know that either. Yeah. When I and so I when I was researching all of this, I was like, Wait, that that's weird. Like I haven't had a period for ten years. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like like a report card for a woman's health because it is like how our monthly cycle is that's a really good um indication of how our health is so i you know talked to my husband and i was like hey this seems like i don't really want to do this anymore you know there are other options and he was totally supportive of it so Got off the pill. Did
0: you ever look into Paragard, which is the non-hormonal IUD? I did not. No,
1: I think I was so turned off by everything that I just I was like nothing. I don't want to do it. Like there are other things I could do. Yeah. So there are other options, and um, some of those obviously are barrier methods, so condoms. You Mm can do that. Um, you could do withdrawal so that gets a little riskier depending on how comfortable you are with your partner mm-hmm. and what you know how well you know your body and sure. all that sure um, i'm just laughing about how well you know your partner <laughs> 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 you dumbass yeah. that wasn't right <laughs> so oh um and then the other things are um there's natural family planning and then fertility awareness method so are those different things those are different things okay yeah so natural family planning that's We're so just hard for me to say natural
0: family planning you know yes. it's It's hard for me to say hormonal birth birth control. That is hard. That is hard. Yeah. Um, Over here just like eating my tongue. Yeah.
1: It is really hard.
0: (laughs) Now we're never going to be able to say it the rest of the episodes.
1: I'm going to be super cautious. (laughs) Who cares? We're Um, human. People mess up when they say words. Right. Um, So family fertility awareness method is the method that you track certain things throughout the month so you track your cervical mucus because that changes depending on what phase you are in your cycle yep so like really quick synopsis of that is let's say you check in your cervical mucus is really like watery or like egg whitey right then that means that it's very fluid so that can actually that means that you're really close to your fertility or your fertility is really high right you're close to ovulation that's going to help carry the sperm up. exactly yeah and create a lubricant Okay. Right, yeah. yeah. So like if you don't have any cervical mucus, then you know you're pretty much not fertile at that moment. Mm. So, you know, it's safer sex, things like that. Yep. Um so I decided to go that route. And, you know, you don't people always freak out like, How am I gonna check my cervical mucus? And I'm like, Well, okay, first of all, Like, it's okay. You know, we all have that. Um, And second of all, sometimes you like, you can just see, right? Yeah. Like like when you wipe. Yeah. Like it's not that hard to see. So, yeah. So
0: don't be afraid to check your cervical mucus, ladies. Right.
1: Exactly. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, it's not that bad. So doing that and then also body temperature. So mm-hmm. your basal body temperature, that's what I've been tracking, um, I guess, for two years now, yeah. which is crazy to mm-hmm. say. So I there's so many fancy little temperature things, and we've talked about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so,
0: yeah, disclaimer, Evie's been kind of helping me, coaching me yes. through my journey yes. with um, birth control. I have shared this story a bunch of times on the podcast, but I was on Paragard, um, no, no hormones, the IUD, for four years then all of a sudden, my body was just like, "Nope, we don't want this anymore." Couldn't have it in, um, and I didn't want to go back to hormones. Yeah. So I was like, "What are my options?" And I asked my doctor, and it was pretty much like, N- "I mean, you can get another IUD, but it's still gonna be hormones localized, yada yada." Yeah, you probably won't have your period, and I'm like, "I just doesn't sound."
1: Yeah.
0: I- and I and before we even continue, like I know there are a lot that doctors say. And perhaps it's true for some women that it's fine, right? You can be on, if you don't have PCOS or you didn't right. have problems before and you've shut off your ovulation for 10 years, mm-hmm. you can get off the pill and you can get pregnant. You can be perfectly fine and healthy. Yeah. Like I know I,
1: plenty of people that, ha- that exactly. happens Exactly. So yeah. it's,
0: it. this is not a kind of blanket statement, right? Like no. you and I are sharing our experiences right. and what we want to do right. by no means are if you are on birth control that you have to think there's something wrong or right. that you're doing something wrong right. to your body. That's not it. Right. But I didn't want to after being off of hormones for five years, Mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, eventually in the somewhat near future, we will want to have children to then like do that then not it Mm -hmm. just seemed like a lot of frankly just like wrecking some havoc on my body that I didn't need to do. Yeah. So I've been working with Abby and I'm going to start monitoring my basal body temperature. And I got temp drop.
1: Yes. Which is
0: um a device. I haven't gotten it yet. It's like literally shipping to me now. But it you wear it on your upper arm mm-hmm. while you sleep. Yes. And it tracks your basal body temperature uh-huh. um, and pretty much just sends the data to... It tracks
1: your heart rate too. Oh, yeah, that's it, great yeah, to know. Yeah, your heart rate. Um, oh, that's good. Because there's other things with those devices that yeah. it tracks, which is like more data and right. it helps regulate and it'll send the information to the app on your phone. Yep. So you really have no work to do except putting it on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I'll
0: be able to look at my phone and I'll see, okay, where's my spike in temperature? Yeah. That and, you know, over the course of some months of data collection I'll probably be able to get an idea of like a little bit of prediction. Yes. So then I'll know yeah five days prior to that ovulation and then maybe like a day after Yep, that's the no-go zone right
1: right yeah because and i'm glad you brought that up because people who maybe didn't listen to the previous episode or don't know about this they're like what about the temperature so your body temperature your basal body temperature is your waking temperature so you take that before you even sit up in bed so Mm -hmm. i have my thermometer right next to my nights or on my nightstand next to my bed and but you know i wake up and i take my temperature right away i don't move i just do that and that is your basal body temperature and that will change throughout the month or throughout your cycle. Mm-hmm. So um, the first part of your cycle is the follicular phase. So that's day one of your bleed. Yep. So that's day one of your cycle leading up to the day you ovulate. So you know, I gave the example last time, typical is like 28 day cycle. So let's say follicular phase starts day one and then you ovulate on day 14. So day 14 you should see a spike in your temperature and like you'll be able to notice it on the graph that is in that app. Yep. Um, it'll be a very significant spike and that'll indicate that ovulation occurred. And that's when you know, okay, I'm done ovulating and your temperature will stay high for about 10 to 12 days after. And that's your luteal phase. Mm. Um, and that's where the progesterone is higher. It's that calming hormone mm-hmm. and um, chances of pregnancy are extremely extremely low at yeah. that point because your egg has already been released right so right yeah right so yeah so that's what i'm doing i'm excited and I'm, for you yeah
0: and i i did this before i tracked my period on an app called my flow okay so that's i've continued to do that and even yeah. like helping me like count well i don't i don't have it down to data yet i am kind yeah. of just using these general generalities to yeah. help until i can start collecting data um but i was you know i'm telling you this before i was really trying to pay attention to my body, mm-hmm. like physically, mentally, how am I feeling, mm-hmm. what are my energy levels like. Yeah. Throughout the cycle and like was pretty dead on of like, okay, yeah, this is the day I was gonna I knew when I was gonna start my yeah. period. Yeah. So that was cool. That to is, be like that is cool. And to that, get in touch yeah. like that.
1: And that's what I love. That's what I want women to realize is that like we are we are amazing. Like our yeah. bodies are unbelievable at times. And yeah. I'm like I cannot believe this is happening with me doing practically nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like all of this stuff is happening and I don't have to work for it really. Yeah. You know, well, you know, as long as like Your hormones are okay. Right. But it's amazing to me that our bodies do this and you can actually pick up on it. Yeah. Like we were saying, I'll notice when I'm ovulating. So, like, I'll have a breakout or, you know, obviously, like, your libido gets higher. Yeah. You know, just naturally, you're like, okay, I'm ready for like a baby. I'll
0: be like thinking about sex in the middle (laughs) of the day when I'm working, looking at an Excel document. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that's good, though, because that's, you know, that's healthy. So, again, this is my experience. I'm not saying that if you're on hormonal birth control, you need to like, run away right now i'm not saying that nope, we're I'm just, just sharing yeah i'm our saying stories. this is it's my job to educate yep and you know just kind of plant that seed that this is there and this is what it can do right right um so yeah, that's so I've been doing that for two years because I think people when they hear that you're getting off birth control, they're like, oh, you're going to have a baby, and I'm like, well, no, you know that's right. not what we want right now. Yeah. Um. So for two years, it's been working. So yeah. don't worry about that. Yeah. It's Definitely doable to not get pregnant. I know you're and my not be on birth control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> can um, you give me like a like my money like a money I don't know some guarantee, like right. if I get pregnant <laughs> oh can gosh. I give it to you or what how's
1: yeah, I'm sure someone's going to reach out like, okay, I need a guarantee written by you that this is not going to yeah, happen. It's not, not going to yeah. happen. So yeah, so it's totally doable. But yeah, it's been two years, which is really amazing. Um, And in those two years, I've seen my hormones fluctuate, get better, get worse. And like, finally, they're just like, even and mm-hmm. it's nice. And the changes that happen in the month are happening. And it's just nice to feel that my body is doing what it's created to do. Yeah, it do- It. They.
0: It's just I feel empowering. That too. Yeah. And I, that's it, what we
1: talked about. Right. Like I, it's just very empowering to understand your body and because you're living in it. Mm-hmm. And we know so much about other people or celebrities or this or that, but we don't know enough about our own bodies. Yes. And so totally. I just want people to realize that we have to work with our bodies and not against them. Yeah. And so you have PCOS. Yeah. So it's interesting because I don't say I have PCOS yeah, anymore. What's the terminology? Because pcos is a set of symptoms okay um and you i tend to be pcos right but that depends what it on how stand my for? polycystic ovarian syndrome okay so my body tends to go into um gets to high androgen levels which are the male sex hormones so with pcos you have um there's it used to only be diagnosed through like ultrasound, right? They would look at your ovaries and say, oh, you have a bunch of cysts on here, which are actually follicles. Yeah, we talked about this. And um, so the true way that functional doctors want you to check to see if you have PCOS is you have to see if you have any ovarian dysfunction. Which means that you have like irregular periods or you're not ovulating. And then you check your androgen levels. Mm. So if you have high levels of those male sex hormones, then that's another indicator that you have PCOS. So the reason I say I don't have it now is because my levels are fine. And I don't have any, like I'm ovulating. And I double check that with my temperature and my mucus and all that stuff. (laughs) Right, right. Like I'm pretty damn sure that I. Yeah. (laughs) yeah so because of that i'm saying i'm not pcos right now but i definitely can swing back into it if i don't stay on top of it
0: and what are some symptoms like how do they manifest
1: yeah so that manifests we talked last time about some weight gain in the like your trunk area or like your waist mm-hmm. so if you have kind of like that apple shape mm-hmm. that can um signify pcos um also you could have acne especially mm-hmm. like around the jawline or around like your mouth um And that also gets worse depending on like where your period is or different times of the month, hair loss Mm. and um, other skin issues like oily skin. Um, And like I said, PCOS is really common, like in conjunction with other things. So like with thyroid disease, it was really hard because I had both. And so for me, I think I couldn't quite differentiate, like, is this coming from the thyroid disease or is this coming from PCOS? Mm -hmm. Um, But those are generally signs and symptoms of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so... You know, we talk. We wanted to talk a little bit, about like supplements, yeah. Or like what people can do yeah. to help. Yeah. So for
1: PCOS, what you want to do is you want to know what type of PCOS you have, and this is something that was new to me. Um, there are four types of PCOS. You can have insulin resistance PCOS, so that's the cause of your PCOS. You can have adrenal PCOS. You can have inflammatory PCOS, or you can have post-pill PCOS. And post-pill is really like the best one to have if you're going to have it because once you kind of come off that awkward stage of getting off birth control it just kind of goes away naturally
0: my one of my really good friends I was just at her baby shower in Columbus yesterday yeah she was on the the pill for a really long time got off had the post pill PCOS this this woman, like, never had a pimple in her life the whole entire time I knew her yeah. and got, like, really bad break as soon as she got off the pill, got, yeah. like, really bad breakouts. Mm-hmm. um They were trying to get pregnant, like, having a difficult time. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, she went to the doctor and was diagnosed with this. And then they were, I think, giving her some pills. I'm going to, like, butcher this, but pretty much, like, help like. Make maybe make her ovulate or something where it was like kind of the first step of like okay we're really trying to get pregnant and we can't.
1: Okay, was it like Clomid? For, maybe Fina or something like that. I don't okay. know. I'm totally butchering it, okay. but it, it's
0: like she like took one of the pills and then took a pregnancy test and she was fucking pregnant. Oh wow! I'm like she shouldn't have taken that pill. Oh my <laughs> so god! She's like freaking out, but yeah. but it took them a, a while yeah. and
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and I didn't share this, but my experience coming off birth control the which was great. The one thing I noticed from like day two of being off the pill was my anxiety went significantly down. Yeah. You mentioned
0: that before. I
1: just remember feeling like, why am I not freaking out at this stuff? Like mm-hmm. it was really odd for me to be so calm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that was really neat. Um. But Turned yeah, supplements. Yeah. So supplements, Um. these are things that I, cycle in and out um and these are just staples so depending on the pcos that you have there's different things that you can do but just generically speaking for um, pcos things that i recommend are magnesium so that's a mineral and it helps your immune system mm-hmm. um that's also been really helpful for me in my recovery from the gym i used to get restless leg syndrome and i know stephanie mentioned that
0: i am like blown away by that yeah. i think that would it's so literally drive me insane it's not like
1: painful for me it's not painful it's just annoying i would drive you crazy get, yeah I'm i'm like what do you do just like run around walk around you're just kind of like jiggling your legs yeah jiggling it like stretching it out like moving it around yeah it's terrible yeah so magnesium has helped like a phantom (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my god yeah Um, so it helps that. And then I do that before bed because it helps me sleep too. It's just that calming mineral throughout the body. Be careful
0: though, because it'll make you poop if you take too much.
1: Yes, that can. And there's different types of magnesium. So I do magnesium glycinate because that's really good or that's helpful for the uh, GI system. Okay. Um, you can also do, um a spray for magnesium so you can get just spray like they sell them like online different Uh places and you spray it and that way it doesn't have to pass through your gi so it doesn't disrupt your bowels or anything Mm. like that so some people do really well with that too. okay yeah Um, another thing I do is zinc. This is something that is really common for coming off of birth control. Mm. It's also a mineral that helps with your acne, um, the hairiness that you might be experiencing, and then also helps with your mood as well. Mm. Uh zinc, you don't need too much of it, so I'd really just, you know, consult with your doctor, check your lab work, see where you're at. Um, you can also um kind of cycle it in different months, like maybe take it for twelve weeks at a time and then see how you do without it, cycle it back in. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I also do vitamin D and everyone like they know that I talk about vitamin D. Like I vitamin D. Vitamin D is so D. important. Yeah. I mean, we all know that. Yeah. And especially now we're not getting enough of it I with actually, the winter. I'm just
0: reminded I haven't taken it in like three days. I need yeah.
1: to. <laughs> yeah. So that is, um, that's actually also needed to mature and develop your eggs to be Mm. fertile. So that's really interesting too. When you are at that point where you do want to get pregnant, um, supplementing vitamin D will be helpful for that as well. Um, and then it also breaks down glucose and sugar. So if you're having like high sugars or high glucose levels, that might help as well. And then just, uh, you know, for your mood, it's helpful for that. So yeah, I always, every time it's sunny, I'm like rushing outside like, okay, I need the vitamin D. I I need something. So, and that is something I supplement more of, um, in the winter. So I might not even supplement it at all in the summer, depending on if I'm out a lot throughout right. the week. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then another thing really good for both hormonal and thyroid is selenium. Selenium mm-hmm. is a mineral and it helps metabolize and um it's helped for your it's good for your metabolism and for your thyroid function so it protects against the damage that could occur to the thyroid gland and um i like to do that one as well but you also don't need a lot of that too you can also eat like they like seleniums and eggs you could also have brazil nuts those have selenium in them so yeah Um, yeah, yeah. but because of my condition with thyroid disease my doctor and i decided that i should supplement it so i do that yeah yeah, and there are other supplements I take, but in regards to PCOS, that's kind of some good generic ones to start with, yeah. depending on where you're at.
0: Right, right. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I want to shift gears a little bit and okay. talk about something we didn't really get to touch on at all last time, yeah. which is this, um, something that I find really interesting, and I want to say kind of like a hot topic, but not in like a buzzy, mm-hmm. derogatory way, but intuitive eating. Oh, okay. I want to yeah. talk about, you know, yeah. your thoughts on... Sure. The what do we call it, a practice, a way of being? Yeah. I don't know what the...
1: Some people have really, really high um, opinions of what intuitive eating is and if you should sure. do it or not. Right, and um, I guess
0: it's a, it's totally probably a spectrum too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think intuitive eating is great, um, but I, from my personal experience and then now my experience as a coach in this health arena, um, I don't think it's for everyone right off the bat. And so personally i when i started caring about like nutrition and exercise i was on a strict meal plan i had someone write a meal plan so i followed the exact measurements and the exact foods that were on that and so you know later on that developed some issues for myself Mm -hmm. um but that's how i got started and then I realized like, okay, this isn't sustainable for the rest of my life. Right. And so I was like, well, I'll switch to macro counting because at the time I was doing, I was trying to do the power lifting. Yep. And that's really like what got me into that because I was doing some template work and, or, you know, I had some templates for my diets and that was really based on macros. And that worked really well because I didn't do like the stereotypical if it fits or macros where I'd eat like pop tarts or sure. whatever. Yes. We've all seen that. <laughs> yeah. But I was you know, I, it was nice because I had some flexibility and I didn't feel like I had, was tied to certain foods at certain times of the day because that was becoming really stressful. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it wasn't until recently, I mean, in the last year yeah. that I've actually moved away from macro counting. And, you know, I actually got some um negative feedback from other health professionals who knew that I was macro counting um because they're like well like that's just you don't need to do that or that's I don't you know you don't need to do that or that's dumb or that's way too strict and at the time that's what I needed though yeah because I hadn't established a good relationship to food and I think that's a huge thing another thing just physiologically is your hormones can dictate what you're craving so someone who wants to intuitively eat but has hormones that aren't balanced and they're going to be craving a brownie every meal. Okay, you're going to eat the brownie every meal because you want to honor your body and honor your craving. But like that's also not good for you in terms of other parts of your life. I think it's very, very difficult to put a blanket statement that everyone needs to be eating intuitively because not everyone knows how to. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. I, because I didn't know if I were to eat intuitively five years ago, I would have eaten uh, like all processed foods because that's what I wanted. That's what sounded good to me. That's what Mm -hmm. my intuition was telling me to eat. Yeah. So I'm not saying that people need to go through the process that I did of like kind of weaning off in that way. But. You need that education of what food is. So what are macros? What are micronutrients? What is really nourishing to me? What can really help me when I'm feeling this way? Yeah. What are ways to prepare these foods? Yeah. And once you learn that and you start to appreciate that and you don't have any other issues like hormonal imbalances that are dictating what you're in the mood for, right? I think you're in a great position to start eating intuitively. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing the past I don't know I just told Danny this like I don't know how many months it's been but it's it is really nice but I know that I wouldn't be here with quote-unquote like a level head in terms of intuitive eating if I hadn't gone through the macro counting and where I learned about stuff like that and I learned about portions because mm-hmm. there are still times where I'm like oh my gosh I could totally go for a second serving yeah but I know like I really don't need it yeah you know, it's fine like I'm gonna eat later I don't you know I don't need that right now yeah but if I hadn't gone through that type of strict regiment then i don't think i'd be to where, where i am now yeah
0: And know it's so it's just another thing we can't it, it can't be a blanket for everyone like no. i love the concept it's yeah. it's totally giving me a lot of freedom in my own mind to even have people talking about this right and to kind of move away from this you know anti-diet and then just taking the way that our bodies look and the worth and removing that association yeah i'm all for it mm-hmm. but like you said, if your if your hormones aren't aligned mm-hmm. or whatever else is going on, on in your life emotionally, maybe yeah. or like a, a, any kind like of a high ad- addiction season. to yeah, food, right? That's not your intuition talking, right? Exactly. That's not intuitive eating, right? That's something else that yeah. we need to get a handle on, right? That's saying you know, whatever the whatever is telling you, because it's not really coming from your intuition. It's coming from something else that needs healing, too.
1: Right. And even it's not just about overeating, too, with intuitive eating, like some women will undereat because they don't either they don't feel hungry or they don't um, know how much to eat or they're just like too busy. And they're, you know, they're not fueling themselves. And so it can be both. And yeah, I just like the way that you put it. It's not just about I just think that you have to There's a time and a place. With my clients, most of them come to me under eating. Mm. They think they're overeating, but they're under eating. And so to me, I can't just say like, okay, I just like, these are the foods you need to eat, like go on your way. So I give suggested meal plans. I don't give specific meal plans, but I say these are this is a category that I'd like you to choose from, or this is really also helpful for balancing your hormones, or let's try this food, or how do you feel about this? And we we come up with something that works for them with, you know, suggested portions. And once they graduate from that, then they're ready because they know, and they're not they're not stressed out about food well, and they know how to fuel. Well, that's the
0: thing, right? Like, it's like you're probably coming and like you've got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And being able to take one less stressor out of your life of mm-hmm. like, how much should I eat? What what should I eat? You know, again, like you said, it's not a strict thing, but like, okay, I'm given a framework to operate in. Yeah. That sometimes will alleviate the stress mm-hmm. that you can like get back to like healing really the core of what you should be healing whatever that is is that yes. something emotional is that hormonal yeah. stress you know whatever so that you can eventually move to that place like I think it's that's the goal right but it can't maybe you can't always not everyone can always start there.
1: yeah it's a progression of where what are you eating now so I always have them fill out like a a food diary and I say like don't omit anything just because you know I'm going to look at it right or don't not eat something because you know you have to write it down I this is data for me I just want to know where you're at And most of the time, the goal for me is just let's get you eating more whole foods. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about the portion so much as it is the quality Mm -hmm. of the food. Yeah. Um, And so really nourishing your body, that's the main priority. And so when it comes to intuitive eating, I think it's great and I think it's awesome. And I think it's definitely a goal for everybody. But the issue is I don't believe that everyone knows how to intuitively eat. And like with anything
0: else. There's not one path to get there. Right. There's probably a million different ways that you can ultimately get to a place Mm -hmm. where you're able to listen to your body mm-hmm. honor it and right. like maybe sometimes not honor it and right. eat more than you want because it's christmas or things or whatever whatever right. the reason tuesday whatever right and then not come from you know this place of guilt or then further restriction and yada 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 it, yeah. goes down it
1: took me a long time to realize what foods did was so like i know if i have a higher fat breakfast i feel better throughout the day but you know i didn't learn that by doing intuitive eating i did that because that was actually on a ma- macro plan that i had and mm-hmm. i was like oh this actually works really well for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. So yeah, there are different routes to get there. Um, and I think but, yeah. the biggest
0: thing too, and maybe this is getting back to the identifying that core is, are you always coming from a place where you want to lose weight? Right. Is yeah. that always your goal? Right. Because if that is always the goal, then no matter
1: yeah. what you're doing,
0: yeah. you're never yeah. really going to be able to to get in touch with your body and align right. intuitively whatever that means. Right. If that's always the goal. Right. So I really think it's like, it's, it's always right about what's the
1: layer deeper. Right. Exactly. And I repeat this all the time. There's a time and a place like, if you're coming to me because you want to lose weight and we're and functionally you're doing well, like you're stable, your gut health is good, your hormones are good, your thyroid looks good, then sure, we can push that body a little bit and we can try and get you to lose some weight. But if you come to me and you're not functioning well, that's not what I'm going to have you do. That's not morally right. I cannot do that to you. If you're coming to me eating 1,200 calories, even 1,500 calories for some people. I mean, 1,500 calories is not a lot. Right. Like That I, was like- I cannot cut your food anymore. So- like, I purposely feed people up and they end up losing weight, whether, you know, whatever it may be. Like, they end up losing weight in the beginning and just feeling better and sleeping better. And they're like, oh, okay. So, this is, this is good. And I think that helps them feel a little bit more comfortable with food. Mm-hmm. So, then start to pay attention, like, mm-hmm. oh, I am feeling better when I eat this food. So, then they keep that in their back pocket. So, yeah. when they do start to eat intuitively, they know that these foods make me feel really well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, I saw a recent post that you did about, um, it might have been somewhat like of a before and after mm-hmm. picture, mm-hmm. but it had nothing to do with weight loss. It was like increased time cooking in the kitchen or like- Yes. Was fr- it
1: of me or my client? It was a client. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, she, we got her to eat at home more. We got her to, um, yeah, so eat, less processed foods. We got her to- um, It was like meditation up her- yeah. was up. Like yeah. it,
0: it was like all of these awesome benefits. Yeah. And yeah, you saw a picture of like this woman that that was in a smaller body. Right. But it
1: the way the weight loss came with it. It y- wasn't the primary. It wasn't focus. the goal. Yeah. yeah it and just, just happened everything that happened because along with we it. got rid of all the frou frou stuff in her life. Yeah, We got her like on this really good wellness path. And, you know, same thing for me when I post before and afters, I really try to to share that like it wasn't about the weight loss i mean yes i wanted to lose weight but it was more about how am i functioning like the fact that i was sleeping better that i didn't have you know gas and diarrhea after i ate Mm -hmm. everything like that was a huge win for me sure that my (laughs) thyroid was better my libido like all these things i've mentioned that is the win for me the weight loss just happens to happen Mm -hmm. when you focus on those things yeah and you know i also want people to realize that you don't have to hire a health coach to lose weight like you can like, you can work on other things with a health coach. Yeah. Like, I have one woman who her goal is not to lose weight. Yeah. Um. I mean, right. yeah, you don't have to, that's just, that's not what we're here for. Only. Yeah,
0: yeah. And also recognizing that with our current culture and the climate and everything that yeah. we live in, that that's difficult to it ne- is. to not have it be the goal well and
1: personally it. it is like I I think I mentioned this I was always dieting because I just wanted to be smaller because that's yeah. what I thought would make me feel worthy and yes. so I was constantly dieting and I mean just this past year like I haven't dieted for almost a, like it's been since August when I started bumping up my food intake and the fact that I'm maintaining weight is a foreign concept to me because yeah. I think as women we're really good at losing weight or gaining weight
0: mm-hmm. but
1: maintaining weight that was a very foreign concept for me yes. so the fact that i'm the same in the past like six seven months yeah i'm like oh my gosh like this is crazy this is exciting this mm-hmm. is this feels it's healthy a win. to me yeah yeah because yeah, i'm not constantly like losing and gaining it back
0: yeah yeah well talking about you know kind of digging in those deeper layers you mentioned on our last episode that you started with some cognitive behavioral therapy yes so i would yeah. love to talk about that i mean i know yes. we talk a lot about physical health which is super important and healing ourselves but i think that healing our minds is (laughs) equally if not more important
1: and i i used to not be open about it because of the whole stigma about mental health but um in college i went to i was i went to two different therapists um both quote-unquote failed like they were just failures for me it wasn't like they were bad it just wasn't a good fit wasn't a good fit yeah and i think a lot of people have that they don't like just remember, you might not find that person right off the bat. You might sure. take a few people or a few sessions to really see if that person is going to yeah. work for you. What prompted you to go in the first place? Um, So two things. One, my grandpa died, and that was the first death in the family that I had experienced. And yeah. so that was really traumatic for me. Yeah. And then I also was going through a really difficult breakup with my high school sweetheart, who I was sure I was going to marry. For sh- no, yeah. totally. That so, is a lot of heartache. Yeah, two things happened with very close to each other that, um, I just felt like my life was changing. It was almost like a turning point for me, but I didn't see it as that in the moment. But mm-hmm. now looking back, I'm like those really were blessings um, to help me get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. But that's what prompted me. Well, Did it's because you I was,
0: make the decision on your own or did someone say like, you should do this?
1: I... I okay, so I was having the panic attacks mm. and I just remember panic attacks for me Looked like I was gonna faint or felt like I was gonna faint oh. and I was really dizzy Like i'd get really dizzy and I felt like the world was spinning around me and I felt like I was losing my footing out of nowhere
0: Yeah, out of nowhere the Like first, you'd be walking down the grocery store and it would
1: happen The first panic attack I had was at like a senior night dinner in high school And I think hearing everyone's plans for next year and knowing that like this was over and this wonderful phase of my life was over threw me into a panic and that was the first time I had a panic attack and I remember I had a couple friends there with me and I just like I almost felt like I had to like take my clothes off I was hot I was yeah. sweating I was spinning like I could not settle oh my God. and so I went home and I told my parents and you know my mom I think kind of knew what it was but she was like okay well we we'll keep an eye on it mm-hmm. and then they just kept happening like it happened on my way to class at UC I'd be walking somewhere and I'd feel like I was going to faint or pass out and not so All these, they just kept happening. They'd happened in church when I'd be standing, where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna pass out." And so I talked to my priest, and he was like, "Cause he knew about like the emotional things going on," and he said, "Why don't you just rule out any physiological thing that could be happening?" So I went to my doctor, and they did all these tests of like balance tests and all these things. Checked my sugars, my glucose, and they're like, "You are fine on paper." And so he was the one who was like, "I'm gonna write a prescription for an antidepressant." And I'm also going to suggest that you go see a colleague of mine who does cognitive behavioral therapy. Wow! And How so I did you like, feel about the antidepressant prescription? I, I didn't like it, but I at the time I was just so I was so unhappy and so scared and just not sure what was going on that I was like I'll consider it. Yeah. So that felt- seems
0: like to be honest, like that seems insane to me <laughs> that someone knew that you just went through yeah two situations yeah that are absolutely natural yeah causes for depression yeah like you're gonna be sad about those things yeah and and arguably like you should be and you should process whatever it is that that he was just like here's a pill for it yeah
1: yeah that's crazy to me yeah it was it was it was definitely crazy because I was already on thyroid medicine by that time and I'm like oh my god another medicine and I'm like 20 years old (laughs) like what is wrong with me old lady yeah so I just thought this like I don't know this it didn't seem right to me but so I went to my therapist who does cognitive behavioral therapy. Also
0: another caveat that like people that are on antidepressants and are prescribed and right. they're, they're also there for a reason. Like right. I'm, I'm, like right. when I hear that these two traumatic life events happened, yeah. it's not some imbalance in your mind or, right. you know, whatever right. it is. So again, caveat right. anyone.
1: Right. But, yeah. And not say that like you shouldn't take. No, it. I'm just, not saying that at all. Yeah. I, no, and that's a whole other thing. Like there's definitely things that are, uh, again informed consent that i would like people to know about those types of medications but that's a whole i know thing. a
0: lot of people that are on antidepressants and are functionally functioning wonderfully well yeah. because of them right and i don't right. and i'm not at all saying right. not but just to hear that that was what you went through and then yeah. the automatic yeah response was a yeah. prescription is
1: crazy yeah so i went to my therapist and i had filled the prescription but i hadn't taken it So I had it with me and I like took it there and I said, this is what Dr. So-and-so said. Mm -hmm. And he also said, I should come see you. And um, it was like, it was an antidepressant and Mm anti-anxiety. And so my therapist said, he said, this is what I tell everybody and it's totally up to you, but you're never gonna learn to live with anxiety if you don't feel anxious. And that blew my mind. Like I will never forget that he said that to me because I thought, He's right. Like, I have to learn to live with this because I'm never going to not feel anxious again. I'm never going to not be in a situation that makes me feel anxious and dizzy and scared. Like, these lo- these things are going to happen in life and I need to learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so that was it. I didn't take the prescription. I never did. Mm-hmm. I told my doctor, like, hey, I failed it, but I'm not going to take it, but I'm going to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So I've been in therapy for like seven years, I think.
0: Um, what is cognitive behavioral therapy? Yeah,
1: cognitive behavioral therapy is on the basis that your thoughts determine your life essentially. So it's on your thought patterns. So there are different layers to it. So, and this took years for me to really go through with my therapist, but what we've discovered is that- this is not an overnight process. No. No. (laughs) Like anything else we talk about, it's not overnight. Right, right. So everyone has a schema, which is like a file folder in their brain of a belief system. Yes. So we discovered that my schema is that I'm not good enough
0: Very common. I have the exact same one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And we were able to identify like things with my ex-boyfriend of like these things he did reinforced my schema Sure. or this situation at work reinforced the schema that I'm not good enough. So you have your schemas, which then lead into your thoughts. And so if your schema is I'm not enough, the thought is I'm not enough. So so so-and-so is going to leave me because I'm not good enough for him. So he's going to wake up one day and realize that I'm you know, a piece of crap and he's not going to be with me and he'll leave me. Mm-hmm. So the schema leads to the thought, the thought leads to anxiety. And the anxiety for me looked like I would look for ways or proof or evidence that he would leave me. Oh, so I I'd see. be like, oh, he said I looked pretty, but he didn't say I looked beautiful. So that must mean that he doesn't want to be with me. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Like. It was exhausting being me Yeah, thing. of course. <laughs> I was constantly a detective looking for things that did not exist. Of course. These things did not exist, but I was constantly looking for ways to prove that like he's going to leave me because I'm not good enough. So you have your schema that leads to your thoughts, which then leads to the anxiety, which then leads to the behavior. So the behavior is the outward thing that people see. Mm-hmm. So my behavior was I would look for reassurance. So I would like fish for compliments. Yes. And that was a big thing that I did. And so on the outside, that was my be- that was my anxiety is fishing for compliments. But it mm-hmm. all stemmed from the schema that I was not good enough. So again, it goes schema, thoughts, anxiety, behavior. And behavior is the outward thing that other people can see you do. So what are... What does like a session look
0: like that they yeah. help you mm-hmm. come to this realization? like you said it's not overnight. yeah,
1: um so my experience with my therapist, he's amazing. We really just would talk, and yeah. he would <clears throat> listen and he'd ask questions. so it wasn't so much like him interjecting. he'd interject when it was appropriate or relevant, like, oh, I you know, I know I've experienced that with my kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. My daughter says the same thing um. But it's like he's listening and taking information in and then he's asking me questions like, how do you think you could react in that situation? Or do you know why so-and-so would say that? Or what is another way that you could have behaved in that situation? Or another big thing, like he'd always give me homework and some of the homework was like, you know, um, like what types of evidence do you see? danny for example doing that and like i would come back like there's no evidence and he's like okay so clearly you know he's not going to leave you because you're not good enough um we also had really great talks about things like because i'm such a type a person and want to be a go-getter and want to do everything perfect like the word should he told me that you know should is a really dangerous word there's only three reason three types of shoulds that are okay moral shoulds legal shoulds and like if i pick up this piece of paper and let go it should drop to the floor so what like, is like gravity. the context
0: where should is dangerous for you
1: so like saying like oh well he should have said i'm beautiful and not pretty mm. and it's like well like so like a moral, an expectation of someone yes yeah. yeah so like the moral should is like okay you should not go and kill someone the sure. legal should is like a, okay again you can't kill someone or you can't like I don't know. Run steal. the red light. Shouldn't, yeah, yeah, shouldn't steal. Whatever. And then, like, law of gravity is if I pick this up, let it go, it should fall down. Mm-hmm. Every other should is placing an expectation that isn't always fair on the other person. So through this, I've really been able to realize that I've been able to, like, I think I'm a little bit more aware of myself in the way that I react to other to other people, and how other people react, mm-hmm. and stop. Like, I've had to stop placing these expectations on people and stop trying to change people to fit my my comfort of wanting control. Yeah. And because that's another thing is I really like to have control. Yeah, and so same. I will try and manipulate the situation so that I have control and that's not healthy and that's not good for other people right. as well.
0: Right. It's just another way to f- feel safe. Right. Right. Because right. there was a time when right. that worked, that strategy right. worked at right. one point.
1: Right. And he's, I mean, he's helped me. I, I mentioned this on the previous one, like identify that I'm an inboxer type. So I like to do one thing and then I can check it off my list and then move on to the other one. Um, And just other things like from my upbringing that I didn't realize played an impact on who I am today. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that that really does. Or that one incident really does affect me in this deeper way that I had no idea about. So I I love cognitive behavioral therapy, and then coincidentally, so I'm Orthodox Christian, and our basis is also on thoughts, and our thoughts really do determine our lives, mm-hmm. and you know the types of thoughts that we allow to land. There's a there's a saint who said um, thoughts are like airplanes. You can let them fly over, or if you let them land, then you have to deal with them. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's like. Also, the two together have really helped me. Mm -hmm. And so when people talk about therapy, I'm always like, oh, is it cognitive behavioral therapy? Mm -hmm. Because I love the why. I think it's just like I love everything else. I love the why. I love the tangible things as to why this is happening. Right. And so if I can identify a response of like, okay, I reacted that way because I know my schema is acting up or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. That has really, really helped me. And I just want other people to know that that's available too. Yeah. Cause therapy looks different in different modalities, um, different, s- different types, different styles of therapists. Right. But right. that has been very, um, it's been life saving for me actually. Yeah, I can say that. That's,
0: it's incredible. I, I am not in therapy currently. Mm-hmm. I, I, went to I don't even think I don't know if it's considered like therapy like in school when okay. I was like 10 when my parents got divorced okay. and they just like stick the divorced kids like to see a counselor <laughs> okay I went like two times and then I just basically like made shit up to be like I'm totally fine I don't need to do this yeah. and like in my mind like oh okay tricked that therapist yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just don't <laughs> right. want to do this anymore right um but I get I, and I'm I'm such a proponent and I've thought about it a lot and my like biggest hesitation is i've got so much shit that i don't know what that first like i would go to that first session and i'd be like i don't know where you want me to start dude yeah (laughs) yeah yeah how much time do we have yeah
1: but that's okay too like i don't because it's not gonna get i mean i can't even say like i'm solved or i'm fixed you no know that's not mean? the point right it's right that's not it's the ultimate I goal have these coping mechanisms now and i have this other understanding of life and i have this understanding of how i operate which helps me in situations this isn't for me to like just go and kind of like complain to like a girlfriend like oh i need to complain about this or yes. whatever this is like okay this is a real issue in my life how do i what are the tools that you can help me get this mm-hmm. and it has taken years and so like you said it's not going to be one one session right. and i think you just start. Like, yeah. You just start of course, somewhere. Anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't think there's like a perfect place or time. Um, you just kind of go and then you'll see kind of things unravel and you're like, Oh, this is connected to this. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, definitely. Well, I have a very high level of self-awareness and I've yeah. been through. Oh yeah. Um, some different like weekend things where it's like a very intense, like a weekend long intensive therapy kind of situation oh, cool. that's similar to yeah. identifying schemas and mm-hmm. why you're acting, th- the story that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it, where did that story come from? Kind of yeah. identifying the root of like, okay, this is why I don't think I'm good enough. Yeah, And then you kind of, you learn through, you know, exercises and practice that it's a story that you made up in your mind. Oh yeah. And if you made up that story, you can make up another one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: like you have the, poss- the, there's the possibility there for you to have any story that you want to have exactly. you already made up the one that you told yourself. Exactly.
1: So it's just
0: the kind of the background I've come from, but.
1: That's really neat. That's, yeah, that's insightful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it's great. I've done a couple weekends like that, but still therapy is like something on my, on my radar, kind of always on my radar. Yeah.
1: And I mean, so I started going like every week for a while and then it was every other week and then it was every month. And then now it's just kind of like a maintenance thing. Like yeah. just be just because I don't have any like things that are screaming at me that I need to go doesn't mean that I'm just not going to go anymore. Right. Like I like to go for maintenance checkups yeah. because I'm human and I need that. Yes. And I mean, so... Yeah, it's not something that I do as often as I used to, but it's definitely still in my toolbox sure. for mental health and just overall well-being.
0: Yeah. Speaking of like me just going on my rant about ownership, <laughs> what I really want is just someone to do it for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want someone to be like, OK, Chrissy, here's your therapist.
0: Yes. You're going Tuesdays at eight yes. o'clock. Yeah. She's great. You need great. like a house manager. Show up here. <laughs> like just. Take that, like, headache out. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so I I also really want to hear from you on routines. Okay. I love routines. Yes. I want to know, like, what's your nutrition, your exercise routine look like right now, and why are routines important?
1: Yeah, so routines are really key in my coaching um, because I've learned that they are kind of, like, for lack of a better term, the pedestal that we sit on. So mm-hmm. if you have a, so I always start my day with like an outdoor walk or in prayer and things like that. Are you
0: doing outdoor walks right now? Yeah. Oh, good I know for you. I
1: bundle, some. they're not very far right now. Like mm. I'll go maybe a few, Blocks and then I like scurry back home. What time are you going? Um, like between seven thirty and eight thirty. Oh, damn, girl. Just depends. Then All yeah, right, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'd you're think good. I'm I'd, not good enough. Well, I'd want to do it within. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, no, you are. <laughs> i want to do it within like 30 to 40 minutes of waking up to get that cortisol response and i know I so used to do it all yeah time. i like to do that i mean it'll it's hard though in the winter like, i know it's okay. I keep
0: that's what i said today. you'll get back to it i will i will 100 get yeah, back to it you'll it's like the most joyful it. thing i do in my yeah. life i will get back yeah
1: to it. and i like starting my morning off in that regard because when I start my morning off like that, then like I've had a say in how my day starts. And I like that. I'm not getting woken up by, in like a frantic and I need to rush out the door and Absolutely. do this. It's like I had my time and now I feel ready to take on the day. And no matter what comes at me, you know, it's not going to take me off my pedestal because I'm centered there. I've found yeah. my center for the day. Yeah. And so I like that. um, And and I want my clients to build those as well, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. So getting morning light, um, doing journaling before bed, t- mm-hmm. you know, turning electronics off before bed. Um, whatever that might be, that's really important for me because it keeps you centered. Yeah. Um, and then for my own, so nutrition, I told you that I used to do macro counting. And like, that's something that I think I'll incorporate again if I need to, like kind of tighten up my diet a little bit from that time to time. Um, or, you know, maybe I won't. It just yeah. depends on where I'm at. But right now I just do more focusing on nourishing foods. So really focusing on like what vegetables am I having? um, What whole foods am I having? So I don't buy that many processed foods. And if I do, they're more of like the cleaner, quote unquote, cleaner version. Mm -hmm. I'm rolling my eyes because cleaner is like it's so hard to differentiate sometimes too. Because of greenwashing, which we mentioned.
0: Wait, let's go on the rant.
1: Yeah. What is so, greenwashing? I get so frustrated with greenwashing. It's like, let's say you, I went, okay, so I went to Whole Foods, and I saw this bag of these chips, and it was cauliflower chips, what and I was like, fuck? oh, okay, all right, so, all right, and the whole, you know, the bag is super pretty, and it has all the labels on it, and it's non-GMO this, organic, based. Or, yeah, all this stuff, yeah, vegan, so then blah, I turn blah, blah. it over, and I look at the ingredients, and it's as long as a CVS receipt, and I'm like, Ugh well, this doesn't seem that healthy. Why are there 50 different ingredients in this? Like this is, that's greenwashing is where it looks healthy and it looks clean. And then when you really the dig packaging. deeper, yes, you dig down yeah. deeper and you're like, mm, a lot of beauty products are greenwashed too. Cause it'll be like organic and it's like, okay, but like, what about all the other stuff for sure, beauty stuff? Or, sure. you know, what about this? Um, so, so still
0: the most important thing to look at is the ingredient list.
1: I, I, That's what I've switched to a big thing. I used to look at the like nutrition facts of the protein, carbs, and fats. Mm -hmm. And now I look at the ingredient list. And I will read that. I'll look at what types of oils are in there because Mm -hmm. there are inflammatory Mm -hmm. oils that I like to stay away from. What are some inflammatory? Sunflower oil. um, I see that a lot. Yeah, canola oil. Yeah, it's in a lot. And that's so this is me being really picky. And I know that a lot yeah. of people are like, okay, Evie, get over it. But no, it's if your I choice. go and I look at this and this has really great ingredients, but it has sunflower oil. And then there's another product identical to it that uses coconut oil i'm gonna choose the coconut oil Mm -hmm. and like i posted something last night actually about a hummus that i found because hummus has a lot of oils in it yes um and it had zero oil in it and that wasn't the only reason i got it i really like the brand it's local but i was really what brand is it shout them out. oasis i think i think they're in toledo Mm, Um, i found it at whole foods it's a green package um
0: and yeah, great
1: washing. Yeah, washing. <laughs> yeah well, and I looked, and so I will always look at the ingredients list first because I don't really care as much as how many carbs are in it or whatever. Like, right. sure, that's good information to have, but that's not what's ruling me anymore. Yeah. It's more of all of these ingredients are going to end up in my body and they all react a certain way. So if I can reduce the amount of things that react in a quote unquote bad way, then I'm going to do that. Yeah. Because there are no good or bad foods. There's just food that reacts differently to in your body. Yeah absolutely that nourishes you so i'm gonna choose the stuff that's that has less of those things in it Mm -hmm. now let's say i'm somewhere and i need i'm like in a pinch and i need to get something and there's canola oil in it i'm not gonna not get it if i need that thing yeah but if i have the choice then i'm gonna make the better choice informed consent right exactly yeah everyone can make their own choices whether they care about that or not that's fine Mm -hmm. but at least know that it is something to look out for yeah so i do read ingredients list and i so badly want to do like when i'm in When I'm in the grocery store, I want to like record myself looking at these and explain these ingredients and just kind of say like, hey, this is what I look at. Okay, we should do that. And Danny gets so embarrassed. He's like, you will not do this in public.
0: (laughs) do you want me to i'll film you
1: i feel i know i I need a production crew i need all these people because i'm so amped up when i'm in there and i'm like okay danny look i could totally show the difference between these two things look at how this one looks healthier on the front but look at the ingredients yeah he's like we will not be doing this in here
0: (laughs) that's so funny
1: i'm like come on but i do have like these infamous rants and that is one of them because it's confusing for people because they is like even i'm not going to say the brand but there's these like um chickpea like snacky things and they look super healthy. The packaging is really clean and neat, so you think it's really healthy. And I'm not saying it's not healthy. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, okay, the ingredients the perception could be to Yeah, they're a little questionable in my opinion from a health coach's perspective. Yeah. yeah. So just be aware that those are things and those are things I talk about with my clients is let's look at the ingredients and this is what we can have more of and this is what we want to maybe mm-hmm stay away from or just have in moderation yeah
0: so you're focusing on on whole nourishing foods for your nutrition yes what does exercise look
1: like um so this is always really hard for me because um being in this like i guess industry this health arena um i almost feel left out because like yoga and pilates are not my favorite things Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that um you feel like as a
0: holistic health coach that you should love to do yoga and pilates like those
1: should be the things that i do all the time right and i just can't do you
0: feel that because of like looking around at other people doing it
1: yeah it's Mm -hmm. a comparison thing yeah and that's why like i'm aware enough to know that that's just comparison no one's ever said anything i mean no there's no rule yeah no no but i can't like what makes me feel my best and what makes me feel strongest and most capable is lifting weights. That's my background. That's how I met Danny. That's Mm -hmm. what I started doing. I played soccer. And so that was very, and we would do like um, different like acceleration trainings, like and using weights. And those are things that I love. That's what I grew up doing. Yeah. And that's what I feel most comfortable with and what I feel my best at. Yeah. And so I love to lift. I used to do the powerlifting stuff, so I don't do that as much anymore. Um, but I do lift like maybe three to four days a week. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the week. And it also depends on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be times where I can go four days a week. And then sometimes I'm noticing, okay, I should probably take it down to three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I w- I do like yoga and Pilates. I just, that's not like my only form of exercise yeah and then obviously outdoor walks um i like high intensity stuff but i just don't do it as much anymore really if ever just
0: irritate your adrenals
1: yeah just for that um i don't want to stir up anything if i don't need to i might do like it one day a week maybe do some like interval um sprints on the bike or some jump rope or something yeah but i'm not going to go to a class or anything like that yeah so no yeah do you yeah
0: we have to talk about this red light therapy yeah
1: i have it
0: what is this okay you guys it looks like (laughs)
1: What, how do you describe it? It
0: looks kind of like a small square speaker. Yeah. Okay. But it has on like the wide facade, just like. Like can, lights. Yeah. Like little uh, circular
1: lights. Yeah. It's like a bunch of little flashlights.
0: Yeah. Okay. Can I turn it on?
1: Mm-hmm. You have to hold it I for put five it, f- few seconds. Okay. And do I
0: hold it to my face?
1: Yeah. About like four to six inches from your skin.
0: Ah. Well,
1: yeah. Don't look at <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> okay burn my retinas out. Am (laughs) I close enough or? You can go closer, but it's good. Yeah. So this is the Juve. um, That is the brand that I went with. It is a form of photobiomodulation.
0: Do I move it around or just hold it
1: here? You can hold it. Like I move it just, you know, I'll hold it for like three minutes on each side and just kind of whatever. Um, So this red light therapy. um, So it's natural light that gives your mitochondria a boost. um, And the mitochondria is what makes the energy in our, that powers our body. And so the Juve is a medical grade product that has medical grade LEDs of infrared and near infrared light. So Mm. a lot of like spas will have, you know, just um, red light therapy, but this is different because it has infrared and near infrared light. Okay. So they're different. Yeah. There's no UV rays um, and there's no heat. So it's not like an infrared sauna. Okay. But yeah, there's no heat. Yeah. There's no heat to it. Um, Press it. Hold it down. I think so. Or I think you can just press it. Yeah. Yeah okay yeah wow. so some of the benefits that and this is on their website too um it can help with inflammation and pain relief so a lot of professionals will use this like after a workout they'll go and stand in front of it because this is a little little tiny one compared to what right it's some, like the size of a hand yeah there's this is the travel one so it's mm-hmm. the juve go travel um there are some giant ones that people can have in their gyms and you'll stand in front of it so like a
0: lot of the or not a lot but a couple of fitness students around town are getting infrared
1: yeah heat yeah okay but that's
0: different than the light
1: Yes that's different than this product okay yeah yeah so it can help with inflammation recovery um, improved sleep, and I know some people that do this before they sleep, which to me, like I, it kind of gives me a little bit more energy. So I wouldn't do it before sleep. I do it in the morning. Okay. Um, it helps with your skin. So that's what I've really noticed, like above anything else is I have acne scars. I what I did have acne scars, just like little tiny things, nothing yeah. outrageous, but enough where I notice it. Mm-hmm. Pro- other people probably don't, but Yeah, I do. And I've noticed that after like a scarring, I will do that in like within a month, I don't have it anymore. And so that's been amazing for me. I really enjoy that from that benefit. And then it also could increase collagen production, which that's, you know, something that a lot of people are aware about. Um, but yeah, so how it works is you turn it on and they say to test it on a, like an area of skin. So I tested it on my forearm when I first got it for like three minutes. I just went straight to my face. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, there uh, we go. I think yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you're anything fine. weird? Yeah. No, you look fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I tested it on my forearm and just for about three minutes, everything seemed fine. And it's automatically set for 10 minutes. Mm. So they say the most to do on a session is like 15. So I usually just do 10 or I'll do less if I don't have time, but I'll just hold it. Um, you can do it any part of your body. I know someone who puts this like by her thyroid actually to help her um, some of that tissue damage. How does a light do this? It's it's the infrared light the in the near infrared light that affects your mitochondria. I know it's crazy which like restores tissues. It is wow. really crazy. So
0: do you just sit, do you, where do you put it mostly on your face?
1: Mostly on my face. Yeah. I, I mean, I could do other places, but because it is the size of my face, it's just much easier. Mm-hmm. So I'll start like on my right side of my face and hit, stay there for like a few minutes and then I'll kind of go central and then I'll go on the other side. Sometimes I go down on my neck. Um, yeah. And it's, it's actually nice because i do have to hold this i can't do much else with it and because my eyes are closed it's like a meditation it is like i sometimes i'll put music on and i'm Mm -hmm. like this is my downtime yeah i have 10 minutes where i'm doing nothing right but you're still like
0: feel like you're doing something yeah
1: and it's nice and they say to you can wear makeup when you do it but i do it like before i put makeup on and stuff yeah bare skin right do you do it every day um, I don't do it every day. I'd like to, but to be honest, sometimes I just forget yeah. or like I get on with my day and then it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I get it. But, um, primarily every day.
0: And these things do cost a pretty penny, huh?
1: This one was like $300 yeah. and I'm telling you, it's like the size of my yeah. hand. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And they have bigger ones. They do. And you can buy different size panels. So you might buy a bigger panel, but then you can buy the same one and then create like an even bigger one. So it's kind of a bus, a puzzle piece. Um, They have full size ones that like um, most like gyms would have, but you could also get bigger ones that I think could sit on a desk or stand on something, but you could buy several of those and hook them together to make an even bigger size. Wow. Yeah. But I love this. This is amazing. And their website is really, really easy to navigate. And um, what's the brand again? Juve Go. So it's Juve J-O-O-V-V Go. And their Instagram is really great. Um, Cool. They have. Yeah. They have a lot of. Um, informative stuff on there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I knew I had to bring it so you could try it. I'm on, happy it. that you did. When I got it, it was like a new toy for me. For I love sure. it. sure. Yeah.
0: I know, my birthday's coming up. Maybe I'll add that. Yeah. Okay, but we have a couple of minutes left. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to cover?
1: Mm, I don't know. The only thing I know that we didn't talk about, which is, was kind of like the stress thing. We talked about, a little bit about that and just the stress response in the body. Yeah. Um. Basically you know, our body stress is there for a reason. It was there to protect us and keep us alive from like an animal coming to eat us or kill us. Mm -hmm. And the issue now is that like, unlike other animals, like we don't turn off that stress response. Mm -hmm. So we have this shoot of adrenaline and cortisol and the threat goes away. So the animal goes away, but we are still living in that stress response. And so we need to And so we basically, that's worse than the actual stressor is because we're just bathing in the stress response when we just need to move on. Mm -hmm. And so there's very um, interesting research that was done about how that affects us and how that Manifests in other ways, and so that's just another big thing about my coaching is we really focus on that stress management because everybody has it, but we need to stop interpreting an email or traffic as like this giant threat to our life because we're just we're deteriorating our own um, cortisol response and it's just becoming a negative feedback where our body's like okay I can't keep up with this like. is this really a stressor or not? Like, do I really need to save you or not? For sure. So really trying to find that balance. And that's why a lot of those things that I've talked about either today or the last episode, um, that's really the core of it is really maintaining that stress management to help prevent any disease or um, eradicate any disease that you currently have. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: It's so important. Stress management. I just like, I know I'm hearing over and over again, but yeah, I, I, I touched on this earlier to listening back on that first episode mm-hmm. you know it was recording in the middle of December I was
1: you were in the thick of it
0: I was in the thick of it for yeah. sure and mm-hmm. you know I was trying to get all these recordings in before I was traveling it was the holidays I was bombarded with work I had the muscle I mean it was on non and non and yeah and looking back at it now I mean I'm not to say I'm like in this like perfect place but it I feel like After talking to you and other people, and just like hearing again over and over of like stress management, stress management, stress management, Mm -hmm. and and having some time away certainly helped. But now to like be where I am, I'm like, oh, like we said, like it's not, I wasn't always going to live there. Yeah. Like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't always be in that place. And what I want to take from it is like, okay, how do you avoid going back to that place again? Like what do you have to, what did you pick up on? You know, what, what the overtraining whatever it was Mm -hmm. like i'm in such a better place with my workouts now like i feel joyful with my workouts i was in such a funk like i'm looking forward to everything that i do good and just shedding talking about like should that expectation of myself yeah and it's it's nice to to feel better
1: and that's good and what i found interesting about what you just said is that you Like, how did I get here and what can I keep doing? Because a lot of times we think that this like health or like stress-free life is this destination Mm. and it's not. So in terms of all the things I did to get to where I am, in terms of my thyroid disease, my autoimmune disease, PCOS, I still incorporate those things. I can't just say, okay, I did all this. Now I'm better. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to how I was living. Right. Like I have to incorporate these things to maintain where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to go back there. And
0: like there will be arguably another very 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 stressful period of my life right but now i maybe have picked up some tools along yeah. the way where i'm like okay i'm not gonna go back to that place yeah maybe it, that exact place you right. know, i can learn and mm-hmm. take things here and there
1: well and major life stressors like you know marriage or moving or job change like those are all unavoidable things like sure. we can't we can't avoid those things all the time. And so it really is about, okay, I have these tools now, so I'm ready to take it on. Mm-hmm. I have my process. Yeah. Nothing is going to take me down. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We've got to ask the question. Okay. If there's been any changes or okay. maybe some elaboration. What does being fit mean to you?
1: Um, this might be the same as last time, but being fit means um, being strong mm-hmm. um, in both my mind and my body. Um, whatever strong looks like for that individual person and then also um, taking care of my my emotional well-being as well because um, like I said I could I could be super super fit and super lean but then have a really um, chaotic, situation in my head right so just really being strong and being capable of doing things I want to feel like I can at least try that's Mm -hmm. what being fit means to me yeah yeah Yeah. I love that all right where can they follow you open house deets all that good stuff yeah so I am at Evie Takis or you can search holistically restored on Instagram and Facebook um, also on Twitter as well I have my website holisticallyrestored.com. And then my website is, or I'm sorry, my open house is going to be on Saturday, February 29th from 12 to 3. So swing by whenever you can. I will be there. Yeah. And um, located at 11422 Montgomery Road. We'll post all this fun stuff too. Yeah. So come say hi. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming back on. Thank you for having me back. That was, I really appreciate that. Yeah.
0: So much so much info yeah can't wait you yeah. keep posting stuff i love learning yeah th- through your instagram posts i want to see a rant happening at the grocery store <laughs> so if you yeah. need me to record that yes. i'm happy to. okay thank you everyone for listening follow me at chrissy grody and at what the fit podcast follow both of my accounts do it please um, I don't know why I'm pleading for it, but just do it. Um, what else? Rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It's really helpful for people to find it in the search function. Function. So hit the five stars. Leave me a comment. You don't even have to say your name. Um, workouts coming up March 14th. What the fit and God, I forgot what I was going to say what the fit and Lions Pride Wellness is doing an MMA and mixed mode circuit class. Sign up through the link in my bio order your merch, keep telling people about the podcast, spread the word. And if you're looking to grow your business, advertise with What The Fit. DM me for information or email Podcast at gmail.com. That was a rough one to get through, guys. Thanks a lot. <laughs>